Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. There's an old adage in Hollywood that everyone has two businesses, their own and show business. Well, that may be less true today for millennials. It's certainly true for much of the slightly older population that makes up this valley. For a large portion of the valley, those that live here, those that visit here, and those that go there. The Cameo Theater in St. Helena has been the go-to place for entry into Hollywood. It's reflected in the theater itself, and most importantly, in the films that play at that theater. In this day of multiplexes, exhibitor consolidation, and high-tech distribution, it's no small task to make sure that the Cameo doesn't go the way of the last picture show. Making sure that it stays vibrant and relevant has been the task of its owner, Kathy Buck. It is my pleasure to welcome her here today to NapaBroadcasting.com. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. What a great intro. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you here. Tell everybody first a little bit about how you got involved with this theater. How long have you owned it? When did it happen? And why did you do it? Oh, wow. Those are loaded questions. Um, well, I took over officially, um, purchased the Cameo Cinema on January 1st, 2008. Um, I moved to Napa Valley in 2006 from Michigan, had no idea what I was going to do with myself in a new <laughs> career, uh, went into what's known as the local business, worked for a winery for a while, and then the theater came up for sale. Um, the previous owner had had it for 11 years, and I thought, wow, that's a romantic, fun business, and it's ageless and timeless, so I could work until I wanted to be done. So I decided to throw my hat in the ring and um, lo and behold, um, I received and was purchased the Cameo and started officially as its proprietress on January 1st, 2008. Um, no previous experience. Um, at the time when I started, it was film. And oh my God, that was such a crazy business to learn. So crazy. <laughs> And then a couple of years later, we were starting with the digital age, and we were one of the first to embrace that, and we've maintained ourselves as one of the finest technical screening rooms in the country. What was the biggest surprise when you started showing films there, when it still was film? What was the biggest surprise, not knowing a whole lot about the business, not really uh, having a whole lot of experience in it? What surprised you the most as you started doing it? how difficult it was, how complex it was, how many moving uh, pieces there had to be in order to put a, a movie on the screen every night, um, from ordering the film to at that time you'd receive it in a big can, actually two or three cans, and you'd have to splice it together and check the sound, pre-screen it, break it down at the end of the night, get it ready to ship again, do all your concessions ordering, trying to be careful to do it just right, getting the advertising. There was no website at the time, so we built the website. Um, it was carny tickets, I call them, the little paper tickets. Right. So I had to install the, um, the ticketing service that we have now, the ticketing system. You go through a booking agent, and the booking agent works with all the major studios. So you get one studio saying yes to a movie, and the other studio says no, and you go back to the drawing board over and over again. 
one of the things that you've had to do is constantly be changing what the program is because it's not like a big theater where you put something in there and it sits there for two weeks. That's correct. Um, the, you know, that was trying to figure out, you know, what's our demographics? What draws our audience? Um, the previous owner loved art films, indie films, and, and so do I. There's some, of, there's some of the best things to see. But that business doesn't sustain a movie theater. So then it's trying to find that combination and then trying to offer several choices during the week so that we keep, you know, our local patrons entertained and and coming back. So I operate in program much like uh, a two or three screen movie theater instead of four movies a week or four movies a month. I often have uh, 11 to 12 movies a month. And talk a little bit about what you found the greatest desire is for what the customers want. Oh, that's kind of easy. <laughs> Food films always are a home run. <laughs> this is a this is a valley that loves food and wine, so um, that's always a, a, a an easy uh, pick. Also, uh, we we tend to really enjoy period pieces. Um, a lot of the valley are Woody Allen fans, um, you know. So I kind of look at it and. And to be fair, it's also what I want to see a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of uh, um, selfishness, but it seems that people enjoy that. And one of the things that I've found separates the cameos, we're often um, um, have the opportunity to bring in special guests to, you know, that are connected with the film and the industry to give a little background or behind the scenes. And that makes it fascinating. And, mm. you know, we just eat that up. And what has been the most successful picture, the most successful thing that you've done in, uh, in all the time you've owned the theater? One of the um, most successful movies was an indie film that wasn't talked about a lot uh, that we actually, um, that I actually booked on opening day, and that was Slumdog Millionaire. And it played to sold out houses. It, you know, it was just one of those movies that captured all ages. Um, and then... Uh, Avatar was another big one uh, for the cameo. And of course, right now, I got to say at the top is probably Star Wars, the one that came out at, at the end of this year. That hit from young to old, and we had a, we had a blast with that movie. One of the things you've also been doing is finding other uses, some, some additional uses for the theater when it's not showing movies. That's true. Um, we do a film class on Tuesday uh, afternoons. Today we've got a film class going on, and it's a drop-in, and they're primarily foreign films or documentaries, and we have a film instructor that um, you know gives a little background, and people get to watch the movie and then um, break into discussions. That's been really popular for us. Uh, we've also brought in the Globe Theater Series and partnered with Napa Shakes, huge success for that first time we've done uh, a season uh, pass for that and um, those are always full houses and well 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 received um, we've, we've offered ourselves out as um, a wonderful powerpoint meeting location so we've done things with our chambers and our vintners um, you know just trying to figure out those little niches we've done a few live shows we've had a few comedians on stage so just thinking outside the box and making it fun. 
And tell us a little bit about the concessions. You talked a little bit earlier about being careful with respect to ordering. What have you learned about the audience there at the Cameo in terms of what it wants to eat? <laughs> um, well, that's, that's always fun and challenging. One of the things that I, I do is I try to keep as many of the concessions from local vendors as possible. Um, we have had uh, the Culinary Institute's chocolates. We have three different local cookie manufacturers, or cookie bakers, I should say, um, that, that we do cookies with. We use um, Napa Valley Tea Company, which is local, the coffee roasters. But you know when it comes down to it? Everybody loves popcorn at the movies. So, you know, popcorn is the mainstay, but we offer a fun program. If you bring BYOB, but that's not your bottle, that means your bucket, <laughs> bowl, or bag, you get a $3 popcorn. And that's so much fun when you see, you know, 15, 20 different bowls in the theater at a time. Um, that makes it really fun. When you look at the people coming in, uh, particularly on a Friday or Saturday night, is it mostly repeat business, people that you know, people that are regulars there? Talk a little bit about that and, and your interaction with the customers. Um, well, most of our, uh, our um, clientele are reoccurring patrons, and they're, they're local. Um, in the summertime, we do get a lot of visitors that come through and you know, we've been, we've had some, we're very lucky. We've had some great publicity in some major magazines. Um, and so people come and check us out and see what the theater's about and are always amazed at the sound and the picture quality. And primarily our, our patrons will come and see a movie. You know, sometimes if we have three different movies in a week, we have, we have regulars who are there for every one of the shows. Um, so, and our demographics are primarily uh, 50 and older, I will say that. Um, that seems to be the movie-going age today, but what's interesting is we've started, or, or we've been, I've been building on our young clientele. So we have a lot of young kids, young families, and the kids are the best supporters. They said, no, mom, we're going to go to the cameo. So I love that. That makes it, that makes it fun and exciting. I try to be there at the screenings to say hello to people, to make announcements about what special events we have coming up, um, and to say thank you. Because in today's industry, you can go to a multiplex or with um, on-demand and streaming, you can sit right in your living room. So it's important that we make it special for people to come and have a community experience. Have you seen any change as there is more on demand, more people watching on big screens at home, more things that are available for people to watch at home? Well, I think there's a little bit of change in my teenage and uh, early 20s demographics. Um, they're used to um, watching on computers and um, you know, going to the multiplex and, you know, we say you got to turn off your cell phone. So <laughs> that kind of puts a little kibosh on, on that. Um, but my, you know, the Valley's demographics, they love going to the movies. I call us North, North Hollywood. They follow what movies are contenders for awards. Um, and you know, I, I often get requests for movies and, you know, some of them I've got on my radar and some I don't, so I pay attention to that. And, you know, it's very much a community theater, so it's important to get that feedback from the audience. 
Talk about what you have to do to stay on top of what's current, what's coming out, what, mm-hmm. do, what you think the audience is going to want to see in two months, three months, even a year from now. Yeah, that, that is a full-time job in itself. Um, well, what I do is um, I read the reviews, and of course I belong to all the the trade magazines, and and I have a booking agent out of LA, and so we, you know, I've constantly got a master calendar, and are plugging in different special events and special screenings, and then when there's a movie that I think is really going to be hot, to be able to plug that in, and then work my art films around it. The most difficult thing is working with the studios. The little guy just doesn't count today. Um, we don't have the clout behind us. Um, so we, we are truly at the mercy of each studio as to when I can get a movie. Um, if I want to take a movie such as, we'll say, um, let's see right now, Zootopia, we'll say, or Captain America, and I wanted to be able to capture you know, that excitement of opening week, I would have to commit to the studio to play that movie only for three weeks. And that just doesn't work with a small theater. you got to offer a variety. So oftentimes, you know, I'm two, three, sometimes four weeks after it opens before I'm able to show the film. So I find those to be the most, that to be the most challenging part of the movie industry for the small guys. You know, if we could take movies for a week or 10 days, uh, you know, we we would be making money just like the big boys. Do you have a sense from people you talk to how few little independent theaters are left around the country? I I do. I used to track it closely. Um, when I started in the business, there were um, 25 independently owned single screen theaters still open in the United States. Now, that didn't mean there was only 25 uh, single screen theaters but that were still independently owned. Most of these film, these theaters are, have become art house theaters and they're um, a nonprofit, completely nonprofit. Castro is one of the few that's still family owned. They own the building. But in the last two years, um, after all the going digital uh, slowed down and, and theaters, a lot of them went by the wayside because they could not compete. They couldn't raise the money to put in a $100,000 digital projector, and there was no film you left. But in these small towns, um, there are theaters that have been closed, and people are contacting me all the time and, and asking me, okay, we're thinking our town, our, the, the patrons want to get behind it, open the theater back up. What can you tell us? So I realized that there's not very many of us around that can offer information from start to finish. And so I've, I've been and helped a, a number of people. I have an interview with them and give them a couple hours of time just telling things. It's funny because about 80% of them never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think they go, holy moly, that's too hard. Um, but, you know, there are some that are up in, I helped with the Los Gatos Theater when it just recently reopened a couple years ago. And so that's kind of rewarding. I like that. And how long do you envision yourself doing this? <laughs> the million-dollar question. <laughs> well, my patrons say I'm doing it till they bury me under the screen. Um, but it's funny. As long as I'm still having fun, I'm going to do it. And this really is a very rewarding job. 
Plus, I'm now a grandmother, and it's really cool when grandma owns the movie theater. So <laughs> as long as I'm still cool, I guess I, I will say I'll still be here doing what I do. And, of course, as long as the customers still keep coming. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough because we are not 100% uh, for profit. Um, a few years ago, um, with the help of some wonderful people and patrons, we founded um, Friends of the Cameo, which is our 501c3 arm, um, because especially when we do so many independent art films or work with so many nonprofit uh, groups here in the Valley to put on programs, we do um, take donations, um, which has helped to keep the doors open and to underwrite uh, some of the wonderful programs that we do each and every month. So that's been that's been a blessing for us. What was it like during the the period in 2008, 2009, in the midst of a recession? You know, we, we look back to the Great Depression, to other tough periods. Mm-hmm. And one of the things people always did is they kept going to the movies. You are right. 2008 and 2009 were some of my best box office years. It was an affordable means of entertainment. So we became date night. We became family night. Um, and, and you know, we, we have interesting dynamics here in our valley. We have a lot of people, you know, that do a lot of traveling. So when times are good, when movie theaters are at their busiest, which is summertime, that's about average for me. That's not my busiest time of the year. So, you know, having to learn our, our um, geographic um, flows, ups and downs, has been uh, an interesting challenge to try to, to stay on top of. But 2008 and 2009 were really strong box office years. And what's the busiest time of year for the cameo? January, February, right before awards. Everybody wants to see what's up for nominations. Well, I thank you very much for sharing some of this with us today. Kathy Buck, the owner of the Cameo Theater in St. Helena. Kathy, thanks so much. Hey, Jeff, thank you. And I want to invite everybody to come uh, Memorial Weekend for our Family Film Festival. It's a weekend of free movies for the community. Great. And you want to share what some of the movies are? Oh, sure. We have a wonderful lineup. We're going to kick it off with uh, one of the all-time classics, Black Stallion, and we'll have the director there to do a Q&A. We have a few animated films, uh, a movie about a young baseball team called Opposite Field, a Sundance Select movie called um, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a movie out of uh, New Zealand, which is interesting, and then um, Paper, Paper Planes, which is a movie about a young boy wanting to be the world record holder for paper airplanes. And we have the world record holder coming to the Cameo and doing a guest appearance for that. So there's lots of things. You can visit our website under CameoCinema.com and check it out. And it's written and sponsored by the Dracaro Family Estate. So it's free to the community for fun-filled days. Great. Kathy Buck, Cameo Theater. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great day. And we'll see you at the movies. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com.